Hi y'all! Welcome to the J Trio podcast. I'm Jem. I'm Jim. This is Tris. Join us as we talk about pop culture, society, life, and everything in between. Another month means another episode for the J Trio podcast. Hi everyone! Welcome back to our podcast show. Welcome everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone! Welcome back. Yes. So, how are you, ladies? How's twenty twenty three so far? Anything interesting and exciting that happened, or what? So, I'm gonna go first. Nothing much has happened. It's pretty cool. I know that this episode is gonna come out first week of March, right? But we are recording this before Valentine's Day, so. Wala pa ako masi-sharing. <laughs> Pero feeling ko kung ni-record namin to after Valentine's Day, meron na ako masi-share. But besides from that, 2023 so far is pretty good, right? How about you, Tris? Wala ko naman. Kahit before or after Valentine's, wala talaga ako masi-share. So, ang masi-share ko lang ngayon ay Fiesta Sapatero. So, if you kind of hear some noises sa background... That's that's the reason. So you go, Jam. How are you? First of all, sabing ko lang sana all Jimbe. It's <laughs> 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 Valentine's Day, kasi ako wala din ako share the usual lang. Pero I'm just gonna share na recently, you know, I kind of revisited a part of my childhood by rewatching iCarly. <laughs> so oh my god, pinalot ko siya lahat. Meron kasi yung Australian version ng HBO Max is binge. So, oh. andun siya sa binge. Yun yung. So, napanood ko siya lahat and oh my god. I feel kind of nostalgic in a way. Parang oh my gosh, ito yung childhood ko, blah blah blah. But, by the side, since I'm much more like older now compared to the last time I watched it, parang nakita ko na oh my god, yung sexist jokes, inappropriate na mga, alam mo yon like, nakita ko rin yung mga issue about Dan Schneider, yung puro feet takes, like yung feet na, what do you call that? Yung mga scenes na parang nakafocus uh-huh. dun sa, sa feet. So yeah, because of that one, I actually, yeah, foot fetish, like, <laughs> like with that, I was so curious. And actually, napo-order ako nung memoir ni Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> so, it's on the way right now. It's titled, I'm Glad My Mom Died. So, yeah, just wanna read that. Kasi sobrang na-intrigue ako. So, yun lang. Ako naman, nag-re-watch ako ng ano, Ant-Man. Kasi diba, mag-re-release na yung Quantum Mania. True. So, Pinoy MCU fan. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Oxlam. Pili, nag-rewatch rin ako nung Ant-Man. Actually, nung chinat mo ako na, uy, kailangan ko ba i-rewatch to? Pinapanood ko na siya already. <laughs> Pinapanood ko yung Ant-Man nung nag-chat ka. Pero, yeah, it's pretty good. And, add ko lang, kailangan mong panoorin yung Loki. Pero, I remember naman na sabay-sabay natin pinanood tatlo yun. So, parang, kahit mo pura panoorin. <laughs> Kasi, alam naman natin, medyo fresh naman na yun. But, Loki, yeah. yung sa Disney Plus? Yes. Season 1. Okay. Yeah. So, should I watch it sa theater as well? Like, sa cinema? Or should I wait in Disney Plus? What do you suggest? Because previously, oh, you know, Miss Pinoy MCU fan, ano, you suggested na I can wait for Thor Love and Thunder kasi sa Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I personally, I personally love Ant-Man. Like, 
I really fucking love yeah. Ant-Man. So I would suggest that you watch it in like cinema. Theater. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And also because this is Kang, like the big bad guy. Oh. So this mm. is like his first like a cinematic debut. So it would be cool if you saw him like some malaking TV. <laughs> malaking TV. Okay, Uh-oh. fine. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll take note of that. So yeah, so mostly of what we just shared is about our TV habits, <laughs> what we've been watching recently. So yun palang since wala pa naman ganon ka exciting na nangyari so far by the time of this recording. So yeah. So ayon. It is currently and officially the third month of the year when this episode drops. So that means drum roll, please. Anyone? <laughs> It's Women's Month! Yay! And what better way to celebrate this month than by dedicating this episode to our fellow women out there. So happy Women's Month also to those who identify themselves as women. You are a part of our community too. So as you can see from this episode's title, we will talk about our struggles as women in this patriarchal society that we live in. However, don't fret you guys because we promise this will have a happy ending. We ain't cruel like that. <laughs> exactly. We just figured that this topic is not being talked about that much. But we can see that almost all of us women are facing the same issue. It is surreal how the three of us are identically facing the same thing. And we didn't realize it until recently when we talked about it on our group chat. Right, tayo pangalang na on our early days in our career and adult life are feeling this way na how much more pa sa others. But wait, ano nga ba yung same na issue na yan? Bakit wala akong naririnig na exact terminology? Yeah, don't worry Tris, later on in this episode it will come up. But yeah, just like what Jim said, this is a topic that doesn't get talked about that much. And since it's Women's Month, I reckon this is the right time to shed a bright light on this conversation. But before we spill what that common struggle is, let's talk about our daily lives as women first. So Jim and Tris, what is your daily routine like? What are your daily tasks? Okay, so I am going first again. <laughs> Honestly, for me, my life right now revolves around work, school, and random self passions like writing, reading, and watching movies or TV shows as we all shared earlier that we're all watching um, recently. Admittedly, I don't do much chores around the house because I simply just do not have the time to do that. But I am thankful for my family members for keeping our house in order. Literally, my daily tasks include, in no particular order, Sleeping for eight hours, working for eight hours, and then for the remaining eight hours, I dedicate it to fixing myself, like, you know, eating, showering, skincare, cleaning my room, and then other stuff like reading, writing papers for graduate school, checking my emails for my writing gigs, attending to my podcast, <laughs> budgeting, napping, and playing on my phone. So, I know that it does sound like I am doing a lot, which I am. But I honestly spread out some of my tasks throughout the week, so it's manageable that way. Also, I would like to add that I am on a permanent work-from-home setup, so I have a lot of extra time 
wherein I don't have to spend it on like, you know, getting ready or traveling to an office. All I have to do is like wake up from bed and then I go straight to my computer and then I work. So that's it's also a huge help that work from home. It saves you a lot of time, right? So yeah, that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> Ako naman, similar to Jim, I don't have to do much of the chores in the house as well since I live with my family. So my daily routine on a weekday usually starts with me preparing for work. So that involves eating and taking a shower and all that skincare routine. After that, I then spend around 8 hours to 9 hours a day maximum working from home. But in the middle of those working hours, I usually eat my dinner and then take a nap. And then after working, I work out. Although for this activity, it just usually becomes part of my routine like three times a week. After which, I will eat again for the third time for the day. And then after that, I spend around two to three hours just watching YouTube or Netflix competition videos. Lately for Netflix, I really don't want to jump yet on a series because I don't know. I think I'm having commitment issues or some <laughs> sort of that. But yeah, for the Netflix competition videos, I think the next in fashion is coming to Netflix. And Gigi, I had it, I think, is there. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. And then I scroll on social media every once in a while for a day, although after work. I spent some longer time in TikTok. I'm very glad though that the traveling time from office to home and vice versa got eliminated already. Because before, I usually waste around 30 minutes to one hour having to go through the traffic. And to note pa na it is from home to office. I have to wake up like a little early because there are rush hours that I should be mindful of. Grabe, imagine talaga the hassle that I have to went through on that. Moving on, during weekends though, the supposed to be vacant hours will be allotted to just me sleeping again or reading a book or watching videos or scrolling on TikTok. So yeah, that's my routine. It's not really that interesting. How about you, Yem? Can I just say na lucky for you to na work from home? Kasi... I don't know, mas mahaba tulog nyo. Yun yung for me. Kasi mas mahaba yung tulog. Kasi sa bahay lang din. Pagkagising, work agad. So, yeah. So, Hindi na need talaga mag-prepare for makeup and all. Para maging presentable. Mm. Kasi wala naman nakakita sa bahay. True. Minsan, kailangan maghilamos lang din. Yun na. <laughs> Ayun. So, for me, my daily routine and tasks are quite scheduled, I can say. So most of my weekday tasks involve work since I currently have two jobs. So on a normal day, I usually wake up around 6 a.m. to prepare for my 8.30 to 5 p.m. full-time work. Then after that, move on to my part-time tutoring job from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Which means I am like allocating 11 hours of my day to work. Yeah, tiring, I know. And after work, I rest clean up, tidy things a bit, prepare for dinner, and watch a couple of episodes from TV shows or watch movies. So within that routine, I also chuck in time for my partner, which is mostly kasabayan ng din ng after-work routine ko. So like, he's just there ac- accompanying me while I do shit and talk and catch up at the same time. 
So yeah, most of the days, I am just multitasking really. So for groceries naman, I do it during lunch breaks because my workplace is pretty near the shopping stores. Good way din yon to save some time. I also do a daily log of my finances to keep track of my spending for each day. So for my weekends, I mostly spend it cleaning my apartment, doing laundry, meal prepping for the next week, or on lazy days, just staying in bed and watching TV shows or reading a book. I sometimes go out too with friends because, you know, I need to socialize as well, given that I live alone. I know it sounds like slacking off, but trust me, my weekdays can be very unpredictable and stressful given my line of work. Yeah, so to round that up, my week is pretty packed, I reckon, since I have to do everything myself. So if I don't move or do shit, nothing will be accomplished unlike nung nasa Pinas pa ako. May kasi ako lagi, aka my mom. Shout out to you, mother. I get it now, Charot, pero sana hindi mo to naririnig. <laughs> Yung podcast na to. <laughs> Charot, pero ayun. So speaking of my mother, do you guys wonder how they do it? Like, how do they manage everything just by thought? You know what I mean? Because I feel like with my mom, when I was still living with her, automatic na sa kanya yung mga dapat niya gawin. Tapos saktong utos na lang sa amin para maging more productive. Ano niya yun? Just a thought. So, Jem, I have a question. Ilang oras yung nakalaan mong time para pag, syempre, gigising ka mag-aayos tapos mag-commute? Kasi you did say earlier that yung mismong work lang, mismong work is 11 hours. So, Ilang hours yung nag-aayos ka para i-plus natin sa 11. Ay, <laughs> ganun. So, 6.30, then siguro one hour na prepare. Kasama na dun yung shower and yung makeup commute? mag-aayos. Oh, then, commute. I, uh, ayaw, commute. Like, minsan kasi pag may extra time ako, kasi mabilis naman ako kumilos, parang I use that extra time to scroll probably and like fix the bed and stuff. Tapos yung commute ko maybe like between 20 to 30 minutes, sobrang maximum na nung 30 minutes. So, sakto lang talaga siya. So, like from 6 to 8.30 yung prepping period ko. So, does that mean magiging total hours mo for work is like 14 hours? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Or like, oh shit. Yeah. Wow. That leaves you... 10 hours na lang. 10 hours na lang natira sa akin, no? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Ang sad lang. <laughs> Ayon. Okay, so just like, you know, what I'm saying earlier about my mom, but yeah, it's funny how automatic na lang sa kanila yon. Parang ingrained agad sa mind nila yung mga dapat nilang gawin. Yeah. But of course, we ain't mothers yet, and we're not planning to become one anytime soon. But shout out to Jim, because she doesn't want to be one ever. <laughs> So I guess it can be a maternal instinct to be organized like that. But anyway, that is another conversation for another day. So for us, who are still young and in our early 20s, we need a way to keep things in line or else we'll miss something. So my question is, how would you track and measure your productivity? Do you have a system at all? Because for me... Ever since college, I always keep track of my tasks and responsibilities. For example, back then, I heavily used a planner to write down my assignments due dates. 
tasks, and even weekend plans. I remember during that time, I really cannot survive without a planner. Also, yung planner ko pala then ay puro Starbucks planners <laughs> since 2013 yun to 2019. So, ayun, grabe kinita ng Starbucks sa akin na biktima ako ng kapitalismo nila. But anyway, when I started demand my postgraduate studies, I switched to a digital planner since it's easier to navigate and it's handy. Oftentimes, my professors would also send a digital reminder of the due dates and I would automatically import that to my calendar. So currently, I'm still using the same system. So for my work sched, I use my Outlook calendar because of my work email. And for my personal agendas, I use naman my Apple iCloud calendar. Although, I still utilize a personal planner to put everything in place just for me to keep track of everything. I guess it is just different for me talaga if you have something that is handwritten. So, for short-term tasks, I always use my reminder app and list everything there. For example, grocery items and what needs to be done for the day. I am even putting things in order if I do chores, like number one, laundry, then number two, cleaning the house. Because I have a system in mind na, like, while waiting for the laundry, magulinis mo na ako, stuff like that. So, yeah, for long-term tasks naman, I always put it on my coke board in my room. And I have a handwritten checklist in there to keep in track what I need to accomplish for the year. I also have a list of my finances, like yung mga subscriptions and bills to when schedule. So I'll know when mababawas yung certain amount na yun sa account ko. I know it's very meticulous, but I think that's just the Capricorn in me. <laughs> so yes, sa mga gala, ako din yung designated person to make the itinerary because of this habit of mine. So, I think yan yung role ko to all of my friend groups. <laughs> I'm just curious, what's the digital planner that you are using? I think, kasi meron kaming own system nung sa Unico, oh. nung ano. So, parang built siya sa app nung Unico, kasi may sariling mm-hmm. app yung Uni. So, we can track it there, but I still transfer it sa personal calendar ko. Pero yun lang yung uni utilize ko when I was in my postgrad studies. Yeah. Okay. Kala ko yung Procreate kasi I usually encounter in TikTok. Like, mm. a lot of people are using that very aesthetic way of planning to do this every day. Although in my mind, I'm like, nah, this isn't gonna work for me. But it's an easier way though because I've tried this OneNote from Microsoft. And it's just literally like scratch paper for everything. And the feature that I like about it is you can search a keyword in this application. And that is something that I cannot do with my planner. But yeah, for OneNote application, I just use it for note taking, but not necessarily for planning. So going back to the question. So for me, I also keep track of my to-do list in my planner. I have this fear that when I switch into a digital one, I feel like when I have yung gadget, I will be lost. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing for that day. So, as much as possible, I try to keep it traditional. So, all the work and personal related tasks are written in my planner. I want everything to be consolidated as much as possible in one planner. So, I usually just copy the scheduled meetings in Outlook to my notebook. So that I am aware that in the planner, I just cannot jump back all the tasks in a day with a lot of meetings. Like, you get what I mean? Just so I'm not very tired for that day. 
Additionally, even the smallest tasks like calling the telephone number, I put that in the planner as well. I also do the numbering like what Jam did so I know what is the order of priority in a way. Although additionally, I put a star on the task to remind me that oops, this task is very 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 important. For long-term goals though, I just include another sheet in my personal finance Google sheet tracker just for it to be consolidated. Oh and to add, usually there are tasks that get prolonged so I usually write it separately in the planner to remind me that here are the ongoing or pending tasks that you should plan to incorporate in a day-to-day to-do list. So yep, that's it for me. Bet ko yung ano, lahat tayo gumagamit ng calendar sa computer. Pero aside from that, i-comment ko lang yung binanggit ni Tris kanina na yung mga TikTok girlies na aesthetic na they all use their iPad to like plan their day. I feel like it's not gonna work for us anymore kasi I feel like no we're past more. college, right? Yes. Parang we're not in college anymore. We're not like using technology for everything right now we are using our computers for work and like that's just too much and i feel like it would be masayang kasi magganon talaga aminin ko naingitin na ako sa kanila like i want to like plan stuff on my computer or on an ipad which i don't have one but like it's because they're in school so like they're on a computer for the whole day yeah. pero it's like for their own self-productivity But right now we're doing work, and it's like it. This work is not for us; it's for yeah. the company. So we really feel that we wanna get away. So we all write on a planner. But <laughs> anyway, so I think it's la- like time-consuming in a way as well because you need to like literally format the thing, like the calendar, to the point that makakaligraphy ka pa and stuff. You know, <laughs> and need mo yeah. pa invest sa Apple Pencil. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's pretty cool though. But ayun nga, parang different purposes kasi yung technology for us and for them. So, I kind of miss that college life, you know. Yeah. Like, we do everything on our computer. Kasi, we are working towards ourselves anyway. But now, it's kind of hard to connect to a computer when we're using it for work, right? So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, for me naman... Since I started graduate school, I also relied heavily on my Google Calendar for tracking my classes and podcast recording. So, I also connected my Google Calendar from multiple accounts to my calendar app sa phone. So, it's easier for me to check my schedule on my phone. Thankfully though, for my work meetings, lahat naman yun limited during work hours. So, I don't really have to track my work schedule on a personal phone. So, in order to keep up. So, ayun, parang... When I just go to work, I just open my calendar, I look on the stuff for the day, and then that's it. I don't have to bring it out of work hours, so that's great. Also, the calendar app is like really helpful. It helps a lot with like for repetitive tasks. So parang yun nga. Of course, like in the same hours yung classes, yung podcast is repeatedly, pero on a different time and a different day. So ayon. In college, I also used to track stuff on my planner. So, sinusulat ko pa rin nung college para lang sobrang, yun nga, sabi ni Jem kanina, maganda pa rin talaga namin sinusulat ka kasi parang pag nagsusulat ka, tinatato mo sa utak mo. So, that's pretty great. But right now, I am not using my planner kasi I find it more productive writing my to-do lists on a random paper and then leaving it on my desk so I can easily see it at the time. 
I admit I am kind of a procrastinator since college. Like, I will put everything off until the last minute sa ako gagawin siya in one go. Now, I feel like I found a way to compromise doing a task ng paunti-unti until a deadline. For me kasi, when I am doing a task in smaller sections, I sometimes find myself finishing the task earlier than usual. And if I sadly didn't get to finish the task agad-agad, at least kapag gagawin ko na siya in quote-unquote one go, I will just have to do like half of it kasi naunti-unti ko na siya earlier. Does that make sense? <laughs> Medyo brutal yung yung sasabihin ko pero alam mo pagkakunyari something yung nangyari sa atin. Parang a way to get to us is through our planner. <laughs> like saan ba siya pumunta? Ah, okay, nandun sa planner niya. Makikita mo doon. True. Parang ganoon. Yeah. <laughs> Totoo, tas ang hirap pa like you know, because basically we're on our ano, adult relationship na, adult friendship. So, usually, kailangan mo na schedule if you wanna catch up with someone. Like, are you free around this time? Ganyan-ganyan. So, may, kita na, may keep track natin yun sa planner natin. So, basically, our whole life is, like, nandun siya lahat sa isang planner na yun. So, yeah, as you guys can see or hear, the three of us have our own systems. I'm sure most of you out there have your own too. But you know what they say, not everything goes as planned. So despite these systems, I can attest personally that there are also times that I still couldn't accomplish some of my tasks. So my question is for you girls, what do you do when this happens? Ako, I usually use my not yet busy weekend to finish the tasks or I tend to stay up a little late. Or I sacrifice my nap so that this very task will not carry over the next day. As much as possible, I don't want to sacrifice my eating hours and sleeping hours because I notice that it is affecting my emotional regulation on that day. But if the task is really needed to be carried over the next day, I would have to adjust the task on that day as well. So... Yeah, the next day will be jam-packed that I have to sacrifice usually my me time. But usually, the time lang naman ay for TikTok. So, not really much of a waste naman. How about you, Jim? Okay, so bale, same din for me, Katolike Tris. Kasi back then, I will have to sacrifice my sleep by staying up late just to finish my projects and whatnot. But now, I do it by waking up early. Weirdly enough, since I got on a night shift, my early is actually in the afternoon. So I usually sleep more than 8 hours. But when I have a lot of stuff on my to-do list, I usually wake up after 7 to 8 hours of sleep. Which is still not bad, right? Compared to my college days that I would really have to stay up until 3 to 4 a.m. And then go to a 9 a.m. class. So yeah, now I prioritize taking naps before work. So sometimes I also have to skip taking naps when I really have to finish something. Also, please don't hate, but when I'm extremely swamped with stuff, I set aside my podcast, which is the Pinoy MCU Fan and the J Trio podcast, for a few days until I get to finish my tasks. So, ayon, ikonaman jaman yung sayo. I think um. Alam mo yun, uh, setting aside the podcast is kind of reasonable for me. 
So you don't need to apologize, sister. <laughs> we understand. And <laughs> as an avid, yeah. and as an avid listener sa Pinoy MCU fan, nagdi disclaimer ka naman, and you apologize naman din to your listeners. So that's good. Actually, kasi may mga ka-DM akong listeners, like, katsikahan ko talaga sila every after episode. One time, sabi sa akin ng listener, Jim, grabe ka naman mag-sorry. Kala mo naman, laki-laki naman ang kasalanan mo. Okay lang naman kahit make-up. Ano, nakaka-touch. Aww, pero, that's oh, good. Oo, ba? Ang cute. Pero, yeah, feeling ko na sa atin na yung lagi nagsasorry. Wow, charat. True. Charat. And that is actually wow. a part of this episode. So, watch out later. Pag-uusapan natin yan. But anyway, <laughs> similar to Jim and Tris, despite all the lists, planners and reminders that I have, there are also a few times that I still couldn't accomplish my tasks. So when this happens, usually I do is to spend my personal time finishing these tasks. Imagine the 14 hours, dagdag pa ng ilang hours, diba? Ibabawas pa yung 10 hours of personal time. So, ayun, kapagod. But anyway, given my very meticulous self, I really try to push myself to finish that task the same day. I mean, I really, really try to finish it even though I feel tired and exhausted. Dapat nga, I try to avoid this because it ruins the quality of the work. But no, oftentimes, di ko yan naisip kasi mas focus na ako to finish the missed deadline. So when I start to procrastinate, my sleep and eating schedule always go to shambles. Most of the time, I forgot to eat, and not sleep at all. But if I sleep, probably it's just for two to three hours long. This was usually my routine during college and postgraduate studies. But now, if a task is not accomplished, I try to squeeze in that task to the next day schedule. Sometimes, di ko namamalaya na overtime na pala ako sa office, and I would get startled because my manager is already asking me to go home. I usually do a working lunch din in which I attend to calls, emails, and reports while eating. Sometimes I also forget to eat lunch. I know it's pretty unhealthy. I know it's a pretty unhealthy way to catch up. But yeah, that's how I usually do it. Okay, so I have a comment. Girl, what kind of fucking schedule do you have? Damn, what the hell? But I think... You are doing that. Um, you now OT so work. You're really working. Cause I feel like this is your first work, right? And you're mm. like few months in. I hope that before your anniversary, I hope that you realize that some emails can wait for tomorrow or like some tasks can wait for tomorrow. Go get that break. I also do that work lunch thing. But mm. I tell myself, if I'm gonna work lunch, I'm not gonna go over time so just i hope that you find balance in your stuff at your work and also shout out din kay tris yung kaparehas ko night shift kasi diba usually kapag night shift nasistress yung mga tao na night shift yan baka kulaan ka sa tulog in fairness naman sa amin ni tris we really try to make sure na eight hours seven to eight hours yung sleep namin so also, add ko lang din. For me, nagiging advantage siya because on a weekend, I get to stay up the same hours. Syempre, hindi naman ako mag-a-adjust na umaga pa rin ako gigising on a weekend. That's gonna like, that's gonna make me suffer on the weekday kapag may pasok. So, same hours pa rin ako on a weekend and then I get to do more stuff because the world is like tahimik and then everyone's asleep and a lot of time. So, it's pretty good. 
Jeb, I hope you get better <laughs> soon. <laughs> Ouch! Add ko lang na parang inaalo ko yung sarili ko to like use some time na hindi talaga dedicated sa task. If ako yung may kasalanan. Pero if in case yung workload talaga is parang grabehan. Ayun, parang inahayaan ko na lang siya kasi bayad lang ako dito sa workload na to. Parang gets. So you guys, ano ba kayo? Kapag ba madami yung workload nyo, do you usually just adjust yourself or do you like talk with your boss? For me, I usually just adjust myself. I'm trying, <laughs> knowing myself and like similar to what I said earlier, parang tiyatry ko siya i-accommodate lahat. Kasi like, just like what my supervisor said, this is like my learning year. So, parang kasi sa profession Understand. namin, like nagpo-progress siya and we need to learn stuff kasi we've been dealing with people. So, ayun, I just try to like grab every opportunity that I can. But the good thing about it is that I have a very supportive work environment. So, they can assist me then, like, if I need something and, like, yeah. Parang kumukuha din sila ng workload if they can of, mm-hmm. or if I struggle. If I struggled. So, ayun. Yeah. I'm also thankful for my manager because even though sometimes ma-ano nga yung workload sa work, She's very understandable if we have to like postpone some of the stuff, the workload. Pero yeah, ayun lang na-reflect lang din ako sa sinabi ni Jam. Yeah, that's right. You have to learn a lot. Feeling ko for me, I did that too. Like medyo maraming workload so I can learn a lot. Pero hopefully in the future, Miss Girl na now that you know a lot, you can use that into your advantage to prioritize some things and then yung iba Bukas na yan, bukas ka nare-replyan, you know. So, I guess, ayun nga, parang give and take. Yeah, there we go. Kind of like give and take na lang din sa time, pati sa workload and learnings. Wow, ganun. <laughs> Ako parang sometimes, parang yung boss ko pa yung nagko-call out sa akin na, girl, just slow down. Parang ganun, parang I want to achieve a lot already by this age. So, parang, yung perfectionist self ko rin, in a way, nagpapapago sa sarili ko, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I think I'm the same then Ayun. Hi! So, we're getting to the part na, no? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, ayun, saying it out loud, yung routine ko, and Jim, like, commenting about it. It's sad to think na we need to go through all this shit for a task. It's kind of ironic in a way, Cause it's like you're sacrificing so big just to finish a small thing. So just a follow-up question. What do you feel then when you miss a task or when things didn't go as planned? How do you feel when this occurs? Jim? When I unfortunately miss a task on my to-do list, I definitely feel unproductive. Tapos, depending on the task, I will also feel guilty for not doing it soon enough. So, I sometimes find myself thinking na, wala naman akong ginawa nung Monday, sana ginawa ko na pala to, eme-eme, ganun-ganun, charot-charot. <laughs> But <laughs> when I miss something major in my to-do list, I have to admit, there are times that I would really feel sad about it. Para bang missed opportunity na bakit di ko pa ba ito nagawa? Oftentimes, I have a valid reason naman why I didn't get to do those tasks. But the guilt and the sadness are still there. 
And when I have to sacrifice something just to finish my to-do list, I still feel bad. Parang kanina nga, diba, nag-sorry agad ako kasi gusto kong itabi yung podcast muna. So yun, like, I still feel bad kahit bad isn't really the world. Like, it's more like, nanghihinayang ako. For example nga, hmm. nabanggit ko kanina, na sometimes I have to set aside my podcast to do my task. I feel hinayang na with the J trio sometimes na but pero syempre okay lang naman kasi I have Gem and Tris so they can still do the stuff on my behalf and on our episode schedule naman is more lenient so I don't feel bad about that much but I do feel bad and I do feel that hinayang that I had to set aside our podcast for a while so for the J trio I'm super thankful nga na nandiyan kayo dalawa pero pag yung sorry ko talaga, yung hinayang ko talaga sa Pinoy MCU fan, when I have to set aside it sometimes, you mm. can really tell from my podcast intros that sorry-sorry ako, di ba? Parang, True. Ayun nga, parang it's not that I feel bad. I feel mm. hinayang at nakakahiya in a sense. But, you know, ayun, yun. That's for me. Ikaw, Jem. <laughs> Jem? <laughs> for me naman, um, when I miss a task, I reckon the first thing that I would feel is to feel pretty bad and guilty. I feel bad for being unproductive, which is similar to Jim. Like, I feel unproductive despite being so tired. Siguro, I feel guilty too because I already planned everything out deliberately. Tapos ayun nga, di ko pa nagawa. So, self-punishment tendencies are pretty common too since, like what I said earlier, I barely sleep and eat because I'm too focused on finishing the task. I think it can be, um, quote-unquote, neglect then because I tend to overlook my well-being. Can't even do skincare on those days. Like, madalas, ano lang ako, pag sobrang pagod. Hilamos. I mean, tanggal makeup, hilamos, and that's it. Wala man lang pa serum-serum or night cream. Wala na yun. Pero pag sa sobrang hassle days, ano lang ako. Tanggal makeup, tas tulog na. Diba? Hindi <laughs> ko man lang magawa yung skincare. Then comes the emotion of not feeling good enough, unworthiness, and even imposter syndrome, which also affects my overall motivation and productivity the following days. How about you, Tris? Ako, I feel the same way rin dun sa guilt in terms of the podcast kasi parang one time, nagka-dismonorya talaga ako ng sobrang sakit as we have to like adjust the time. Tapos parang after no, nagawa naman namin, okay naman kami ni Gem and Jim, pero yung, yung mind ko parang it's saying na, hala, ba't mo nagawa to? Parang mm. nakaka-affect kasi ibang tao and all. So, parang ganun. So, to be honest, I feel so very frustrated when I see an unshaded circle or just what I mentioned a while ago in my to-do list for that day. But I think I usually experience snowball effect. I will get frustrated on the missed specific task, then I need to move it onto the next set of to-do list para sa very specific task at all. Then I get frustrated again because of that. And then I will sacrifice my nap or sometimes I get very anxious on it during the time I eat my lunch or dinner as much as possible. I don't want that to happen because the anxiety is causing my stomach to feel dysregulated, which is causing me to feel like I'm about 
to vomit and then I would feel like I'm messing off my fitness journey. So yeah, that's a snowball effect right there. I feel like we don't notice it that it is affecting us big time because same as you jam, my emotions tend to escalate immediately if I am not mindful of. I am not only causing myself to be out of control, I am also projecting it onto other people which is not healthy to begin with. I would like to share, this is something that I learned from Justin Chua, shout out to you, and it is called Eliminate, Delegate, and Automate. So I have not perfectly incorporated it onto my system yet, so a preventive mechanism is I check my to-do list, then I determine what should be prioritized first, meaning is this file needed on a call later, or shall I need to do this because this task is a part of Or shall I need to do this because this task is part of a series of tasks and a teammate is waiting for me. So yep, I usually do that before I lose my mind. And then after that, I then check what can be eliminated immediately but still keeping in my prioritized list that I have. After which, if any, I do delegate. For example, I ask my kuya to buy me vitamins instead of me so I can use the time for other important things. And for automation, sometimes there are repetitive tasks at work that use our time, so automating it really helps, especially for me and Microsoft Excel. Yeah, so listening to all of these, I can definitely say that we feel very overwhelmed with stuff that you need to do, but at the same time, worry that we're not doing enough. And not gonna lie though, it affects us emotionally, mentally, and in some instances, physically too. It affects us in a way that we would start seeing ourselves differently and act differently as well. Oftentimes we hear people say, Oh, you're not the same person anymore. Oh, like, oh, that day you're more passionate with this stuff. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. Well, madams, That is not just exhaustion that we might be feeling. It can actually be burnout. So Jim and Tris, what is your understanding of burnout? What do you think that is using your own words? Because for me, I would describe burnout as quote-unquote unconsciously developing the sense of apathy. I said it like that (laughs) because that's how we perceive it in my profession which is social work to those who don't know. <laughs> Sorry na, at very academic nung description. But yeah, just to further explain, I said apathy because burnout literally exhausts you in a way that you get numb and you get that feeling of dread and irritability. So rather than having compassion towards things, it's like you don't give a fuck anymore. The quality is gone, the passion is gone, and even the purpose is gone. Actually, that is not also limited to work. It also applies to interpersonal relationships, just like being a parent or even a daughter or a son or even in romantic relationships. How about you, Jim? How would you describe burnout? Weirdly enough, I have a photo in mind when it comes to burnout. It's literally this person in front of a computer. Tapos yung head niya is literally a burned-out matchstick. So every time my coworkers and I stumble upon this photo every once in a while and we laugh every single time because the photo does look really funny like Anushe honestly I don't know maybe I'll share it with you guys on Instagram or whatever 
But when you see the picture, it's really fucking funny. And usually, like, articles that talks about burnout, they use this exact photo. But also, deep inside, it is so sad. Because when the, quote-unquote, the fire is burning, that means, like, you're passionate about this thing or that thing. Pero kapag that fire burns out, that means you are out of juice. The passion is not there anymore. You are tired. So... It's a pretty great photo. Really funny but really sad at the same time. Medyo very funny lang na parang kapag pinag-uusapan natin burnout, feeling ko natutulala na lang ako over the descriptions. Hi, burnout na. <laughs> anyway, I super love the analogy na the fire burns out, which means you're out of use, like what Jim said. It is like the enjoyment that you once felt before when you are doing the task is gone. Guys, if you hear any noises on the background, that's because yes, the dito. So I'm sorry about that. Okay, so going back, though it does not necessarily mean you don't love your job anymore or you don't love your partner or a family anymore, because you know love is a choice and not a feeling. Choice. <laughs> I think what leads to burnout. <laughs> love that. Okay. Nag trauma dump big. Ayan. So, I think what leads to burnout is the feeling of becoming like a robot. Like, you just don't have a choice anymore because you have to do it like a robot. If that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like you're on autopilot. Like, pag nasa work mode ka, na dire-direcho ka lang. Ganun. And Mm-mm. I feel like sa work, kapag naka-autopilot ka, that's kind of good because that means you're productive and you know the process. Lalo na yung work ko, diba, is very much a process. But I feel like if you're like a robot in actual life, that's where it gets bad. Mm-hmm. True. It's just yeah. like it's like ano, ma- it's like you're just there because you need to be there. Like parang yeah. Ang kalang. Parang wala na ng purpose. True. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, given your understanding of burnout, would you say that you experience it often? What are the factors and what are the noticeable changes that occur when you're burned out? Jim, please care to explain and share. <laughs> Why am I going to explain? Oh my god, okay. But yes, <laughs> but yes. I feel like I experience burnout a lot. I feel like I've been experiencing it since college. Although, I am just not sure if I reached the limit of burnout ko or what. But... When I think about it, I don't even know what I even expect to be the quote-unquote limit of burnout. Yung limit ba is yung parang mahihimatay ka na talaga sa pagod or ano. Mm. <laughs> hindi ko alam, pero hindi ko rin kasi alam kung ano ba yung ibig sabihin limit, di ba? Pero right now, the burnout that I feel is that I feel like I'm always tired, irritable, irritable, <laughs> and very easily uh, triggered, ayan. And my creativity and passion goes up and down over the past few years. But I feel like in the end, my ideas are still flowing panaman. And I'm still passionate about stuff that matters to me. However, now that I'm saying this out loud, <laughs> can burnout occur din ba in different parts of life? But I guess being burned out in a different part of our life, that burnout can still bleed into other parts of our life which in turn burns us out as a whole. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. if I am burned out at work right now, that's gonna bleed into my personal life. 
Mm-hmm. Mababurn out din ako sa personal life. So, Tara, eh, it's, parang low-key lang, It's really lang like girl, a tree. Wow, oh parang nagana lang yung wow, timeline branches. mo. <laughs> <laughs> branches, yeah. True. Oh my gosh. So like Jim, I absolutely felt it too. I would say that I experienced this a lot during my grad school here in Australia. OMG, this is so personal at baka maiyak ako, Char, pero... Okay, so during grad school, I literally questioned myself a lot. I questioned myself if I do really have the capacity to overcome this. I also noticed myself feeling stressed all the time and my motivation is very, very low. There are also times that I always procrastinate on my papers and I didn't care about the quality that I produced as long as tapos ko na siya. Not gonna lie, I think I felt this way because na culture shock ako. And I didn't expect how challenging grad school abroad would be. Though, in my defense, I was still a college fresh grad then. Tapos sumabag ako dito na walang dala-dalang work experience. While yung mga classmates ko parang five years na sila sa field, blah, blah, blah. May experience na sila as a social worker, etc., etc. So given the pressure due to the culture shock in grad school, I excessively buried myself with studying and getting on top of the assigned readings. Na tipong kahit recommendation lang na reading, like yung recos lang hindi yung mandatory. Binabasa ko pa. I felt like I did this given the expectations then from people around me and thinking na I don't want to fail them. Yeah, so with that, I felt burned out. Umabot ako sa point na I questioned my choices and asked myself no why. Like, bakit ako nakipagsapalaran dito mag-isa? Why did I leave everything behind just for this? So during that burnout period, I forgot what my goals are and what I'm working towards. I felt fucking depressed every time. Like, lagi na ako naiyak out of nowhere. And you know, I always felt so exhausted kahit wala akong ginagawa na iba. So my partner can attest to this kasi siya yung nakakasaksi nito. So yeah, shout out to you, Char. So I think it's also a good thing na I haven't experienced being burned out yet sa profession ko kasi that could be extra challenging as a social worker. So in my field kasi, di ba, we're always, always dealing with people who are in crisis. Those who needed help the most, ika nga. Compassion and empathy are the most important qualities that we should have and with burnout, that goes away. And we couldn't advocate na to those people. Ako, I really would want to avoid burning out sa profession, especially na on the mental health side back of social work. But just like what Jim said, burnout is a part of our life, although the million-dollar question is, how do we avoid it? Tris, how about you? Nabagyan ba nasagot ko? May million-dollar Hindi na ako mag-work. Anyway, when I have to... Like, in my field naman, when I have to juggle studying for the CPA licensure examination and working as a financial specialist, where I have to worry about two things, I need to pass the examination and I need to avoid the business unit I'm handling to be unprofitable against their budget and previous year. So, there were a lot of packages talaga to carry within those times. I know I'm burned out when I get too emotional and cry over some little things. Like, for example, kapag yung little brother ko magtatanong na, Ate, you're still raking? Or I tend to be oversensitive when I watch some Netflix snippet. 
or TikTok videos. Or for example, I was answering a reviewer then that then I will immediately cry because I cannot come up with the correct answer. Other than that, I also noticed myself being so irritable din talaga. And easily triggered like, ano ba ti? Ako na lang ba? Kikilos for you? Paano naman ako? Or another thing is when I just want to be a trophy wife, but not for older men, ha? <laughs> what is the term ba for your chosen partner? Basta it's some sort of that that I don't want to work, I just want to be taken care of kind of thing. Yeah. I guess it's hard, ano, when you're driven and a goal-oriented person. But you know what? It is harder when goal-driven ka na nga, but you're also a woman. Why do I say so? So according to this book that I read, it said that women have more existing stresses and mostly these stressors pa are out of our control. And one of these stresses we experience is being told that we're not experiencing any more or different stress than men. Meaning, there is this social conditioning towards women that is deeply embedded in society for years and years now. As a result, This social conditioning translates to us as some kind of moral obligation that we don't second-guess a lot. It's sad, no? Since it's deeply rooted na, we automatically act on it. The book pala that I was talking about is titled Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. It is really a great book and I vouch for this one. Of course, it talked about burnout, our existing stresses, and how to complete our stress cycle. So it's mostly on like the scientific, social, psychosocial side of things. So yeah, so this book honestly helped me a lot to reflect on my life and how to handle it, especially being as a woman. So if some of you are curious and wanted to read this book as well, I found a PDF copy of the book online and I will put it in our description in this episode. So speaking of the social conditioning that I mentioned above, Jim and Tris, why do you think there is a huge gap regarding the expectations between men and women? What are your observations, especially since we live in a patriarchal society? So first things first, Societal expectations and the social construct na women are caregivers, mothers, selfless, and all of that. I hate it. I hate it with every fiber of my being because I consider myself, as bad as it sounds, I am very selfish. I do not want to be a mother. I am not a caregiver. I am definitely not selfless. I am aware that I'm really selfish and that is okay. The terms caregiver selfless, and mother all have something in common, and it's mental baggage. If you search mental baggage in Google, it says something like, mental baggage is any negative experience that we have not let go. I guess that's a good way to explain it, but the way that I am talking about quote-unquote mental baggage, it's more like, you know, women are always expected to plan, prepare, and execute everything. That for me is mental baggage. Like, all the time na lang, ako na babae na lang ang laging gumagawa. It gets tiring and negative to the point na this is now an excessive mental baggage for me to carry. And you have to be honest. Society doesn't really expect men to prepare, plan, and execute everything. Men don't carry the same amount of mental baggage as women do. So, obviously, because of, you know, just like what Jim said, 
how society perceives women and how there are certain expectations automatically set to what we are supposed to be. Most of the expectations towards women is to serve and be the human giver. And I meant that physically, mentally, and emotionally. On the other hand, more of the expectations towards men are dominance, the one who controls, head of the family, etc. And as you can see, there is this use of power dynamics towards men and women. The only pressure that usually men have is towards work and finances. But us women, we are also the ones who are expected to deal with our families, kids, maintaining the household. We're also balancing our own careers, finances, and goals. It's insane. It even reaches to the point that we have to give up something for ourselves if the scales are not balanced out anymore. Why do you think women always had to step back, limit themselves so the family can function? For example, Miss Serena Williams had to retire from tennis, a profession and career that she is so successful from, just to give more attention to the family. Like why? Why the fuck? This pattern is so common to women that it even occurs in my own bubble, you know? And nobody fucking questions these women uh, how about your career? How about your goals? Do you want to do more for yourself? No. It is not questioned because like what I said, women are expected to do that. Kaya singit ko lang ah. This is why I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine so much. Because in the finale, okay, spoilers ahead to those who haven't watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Medyo skip kayo ng mga two minutes kasi magsha-sharing lang ako. <laughs> so yeah, so in the finale of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jake Peralta was the one who took a step back so Amy can pursue her dream job. Jake willingly presented himself to be the one who would focus more on their child. He didn't limit Amy and knows that that was a huge opportunity for her. It was a very heart it was a very heartwarming episode and not gonna lie, I teared up during that scene. I really love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Number one she's a sitcom fave go. So anyway, in a fucking nutshell, these expectations and social conditioning are one of the main causes of burnout, especially for us. Ako naman, I guess for me, throughout history, women have to work harder than men or else they won't be seen or noticed. Their needs wouldn't be noticed. Aside from that, Asian women patayo, so we have to work harder than anyone else. I guess the imposter syndrome is fueled with that kind of idea as well. As Jem and Jim mentioned, they are expected to be caregivers and mothers. And so if a woman breaks the norm aside from doing that work, you also have the mental baggage to prove them wrong. Not to be a people pleaser though, but it is what it is. They expect you to fail. And funnily enough, those that we mentioned above is just the tip of the iceberg. As you all know, the three of us grew up in the Philippines. A country and culture that is known to be traditional, and not gonna lie, it is a patriarchal one too. So on top of that, we are the eldest daughters in our families as well. So my question is, do you think that is a contributing factor to our burnout? Because for me, it adds more pressure pa, kasi that's how it is in the Filipino family dynamics. 
Okay, so for context lang, me, Jem, I am the first child, eldest cousin, and eldest granddaughter, both sides. So when I was born, all eyes are on me since then. So growing up, I was conditioned that I should be like this, this, and this. And also telling me that I would be the one looking after my siblings when I'm older. I was also expected to be competent regarding housework, like I should know how to cook, do the laundry, iron clothes, and even know how to sew. In which, hindi ko siya, di ako marunong magtahe. So, jokes on you. So, <laughs> so, relatives are also telling me that I should be successful since I will be the role model to those who are younger than me, aka my brothers and cousins. In short, I wasn't allowed to make mistakes. So, yeah, it's pretty exhausting really. It's exhausting to balance shit out, especially in my situation. I am also thinking about myself as well as others. I know I sound too selfish, but in my defense, my brothers and other men my age that I know are not pressured to think about this besides their own success. Do you agree, Jim and Chris? Because seriously, I've never seen a relaxed woman, but relaxed men, heaps of them. Ako, I do agree. Talaga, yes, it's definitely a contributing factor to burnout. It is like we are conditioned to be organized and comply with everything. Otherwise, we will be tagged as kababae mong tao. Like, we should be prim and proper all the time. And so when things get out of control, it just baffles us immensely. So to connect with what I said in the previous question, if a mother was not able to achieve her ambitions, the need to achieve it will be on the children's shoulders. Don't get me wrong though, it is a good thing to push a person to achieve something. But the children must have a choice for themselves if they want to do it as well. Another thing as well is the unrecognized boundaries that a child must always have to say yes, even though labag sa loob. So tendency is you overcommit on something that we don't want. So yeah. Yes, I definitely agree with Gementris. Pero i-add ko lang, it's the mental baggage, it's the expectations. As I mentioned earlier, I am aware that I am selfish. But the Filipino society expects me, a woman and first daughter, panganay, to be selfless. But I am not, and that's okay. It's okay to be selfish. It's not like you're out here doing bad things naman, but literally, it's okay to be selfish. I feel like I am excessively saying the word selfish, but let's be real. We're all adults, and we know naman na you guys know what I mean, right? I feel like saying the word madamot selfish or being seen as something bad when it's not naman we have to be kind because kindness is what keeps us going but kindness doesn't necessarily mean you have to be selfless i think being too selfless can lead to burnout because you don't get to save some for yourself diba yeah and it's fucking frustrating ano and you girls also mentioned about women mostly having the mental baggage to do this and that It is like the society is gaslighting and guilt-tripping us face-to-face. Tapos parang yung pagiging panganay na Pinoy is the freaking cherry on top. Actually though, there is a term for this eh, and it's called the quote-unquote human giver syndrome. Apparently, most women suffer this. Pero first of all, ano nga ba to? 
So yeah, the human giver syndrome is like a virus whose only goal is to perpetuate its own existence. We were infected with this as soon as we were born, aka the social conditioning that we have to be this and that just because we were born with vaginas. So according to the same book that I mentioned above, the human giver syndrome makes us believe we have a moral obligation, that is, you owe it to your partner, your family, the world, or even to yourself to be pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attentive to the needs of others. It also makes us believe that any failure to be pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attentive makes you a failure as a person. And believing that your failure means you deserve punishment and even going so far as to beat yourself up. And lastly, this syndrome, it makes us believe that these are normal and true ideas. Fucking mind-blowing, isn't it? When I was reading this then, I feel like I'm about to cry. <laughs> I also want to mention the stuff that you said earlier, like they expect you to cook, to clean, to sew. I also heard that growing up, but with an added part to the sentence, you know, mm-hmm. like, kailangan marunong ka magluto para sa asawa mo. Yeah. And I'm like, they always tell me that. It got to a point that sumagot ako. Parang, bakit sa asawa gan? Hindi pa pwede para sa sarili ko. True. Para marunong ako magluto para sa sarili ko. Life skill like, yan eh, for yourself. Right. To survive. Like, kailangan marunong ka maglinis. Paano yung asawa mo? Hindi ka mar... Like, what the oh, fuck? God. I'm cleaning for myself. They can clean for themselves. So, I feel like we all go through that phase. Mm-hmm. And then we also go through a phase that we reject that idea. You know? Yeah. So... If my boyfriend is listening to me, I will not remove the shrimp shells for you. You take that off yourself. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> True. And it's like mind-blowing. Like if, kasi I know some people na sinasabi nila pag ang sarap nung niluto nila, ganyan-ganyan, parang sinasabi nila, oh, pwede na ako mag-asawa kasi ang kaling ko magluto. Like, girl. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Miss Ma'am. Can I plug? Can I just plug my episode? Wow, nag-plug na sarili. True, no, go, but go. I did I did talk about that in my podcast, the Pinoy MCU fan podcast. I talked about that in like Wakanda Forever. You know, uh-huh. like, yung, sa Wakanda kasi diba puro babae sila. But yeah. it feels so natural. Like, mm. every every woman in power in Wakanda feels so natural because you congratulate them for this that they did. Unlike in our society, most roles are like traditionally for men so if you see a general number babae you congratulate that woman through the lenses of the man you get yeah. what i mean like mm-hmm. oh congrats because you're in a role that is traditionally for male that means you're as strong as men you are as strong as most men or whatever parang yung sinabi mo ay ang sarap ng luto mo ang swerte naman ng lalaki bakit mo kinakongratulate yung niluto niya sa lens ng lalaki yeah. Like, she fucking made that. She cooked that shit. Congratulate yeah. her for being a good cook, for being yeah. a good chef. Right? It's always so, in like, the patriarchal lens, which is fucking insane. It's fucking annoying. And <sighs> yeah. I hate how it's very much magnetized, like magnified mm. kapag POC ka pa. Yes, yes. Right? <laughs> Nakainis siya, actually. Yeah, so I need to like take deep breaths, you know, because we're reaching this part now. <laughs> so given the discussion so far, how do you cope? What are your coping strategies to overcome burnout? 
Spill the tea, because I need some notes. For me, I have to reclaim my routine. I have to reclaim my control. When things go out of hand, I get so frustrated. So I cope by saying to this little unshaded circle that, Hey, you may not be done now. So I cope by saying to this little unshaded circle that, Hey, you may not be done now, but you are not so important that I should have to worry about you the whole day. It's like reminding myself that, hey, you were able to control your life when you look back. So why would you beat yourself for not doing that very specific task? Another coping strategy for me is I look forward for a reward. Like, I have to remind myself that, Teka, bakit ko nga ba ulit binubuhos yung oras ko dito? What is in it for me? Because if nothing, then I'm just wasting my time and leading myself to burn out for no reason. True. Kaya feeling ko rin kaya tayo madali ma-burn out sa work. Kasi we are working towards not for our own, but for like a company. So medyo nakaka-burn out talaga yun pag hindi mo talaga alam yung reason, di ba? So for me naman, I try to give myself time <laughs> to not do anything. I've been saying this since the first episode of season 2. I sound like a fucking broken record, but I would like to also admit that it's hard to not do anything. I'm saying like just laying there and not to be on my phone, not to be on a computer, ganon. Like basically, like literally not doing anything. Kasi di ba kapag burnout ka, we're always doing something to the point that we run out of juice. Wala nang fuel to keep the fire burning. And I do think the best course of action is to not do anything. It's not like shutting down, but it's like just taking time for yourself and still be in the moment. I'm still trying to do work on that. I'm still working on that, to be honest. I guess for now, what I do is to do things where I don't necessarily have to be passionate or like energetic in a sense. So a great example is that I clean my room. I fold away my clothes. I sweep the floor. It's a great reset activity without having to be too energized or too passionate. Kumbaga, I do something that is neutral to combat burnout. Yeah, so for me naman, it's actually same with gym. I choose not to do anything that literally, like literally zero nada. I try then to clear my mind and not to think about anything then. Because I always tend to overthink a lot. So basically, my coping strategy is to slack off and disconnect with the rest of the world and just simply rest, you know? I know that sounds like I'm a fucking lazy person, but truly, I am not <laughs> for your information. I also practice like rewarding myself every time I have an achievement, no matter how big or small. I also apply a strict no-work policy after 9pm and use that as my personal time. So after I regain that energy post-burnout, I always try to get up on my feet again and do a hard reset by revisiting my purpose and reminding myself what I'm working towards. And yes, having something to look forward to is also a good coping strategy. One of the examples is planning a weekend to catch up with friends, family, date with your partner, or even looking forward to go to the mall for the weekend kasi may minamatahan ka na bibili, di ba? So for long term naman, 
plan trips, etc. Like the three of us, we are really, really looking forward to our Bora trip. So <laughs> it keeps us going, you know. Yeah, so other than coping strategies, self-care is a great tool as well. So the question is, what are some of your self-care practices to take the edge off? Jim? Grabe ka naman sa edge off, sister. Kalo ka parang smoking lang, ganun. Pero hindi. We're against smoking po. But in a similar manner, I definitely would say that, quote-unquote, take the edge off by burying myself in media like Netflix, Disney+, Plus, ganun. Recently, napapansin ko sa sarili ko na I binge-watch a series when I am going through something. For example, a few months ago, end of the year, di ba? So, ang daming kong final pip final papers final papers for school super busy so work because of the end of the year reports and preparations tapos the holiday season was coming up as well so that's a lot of budgeting and shopping to do as well there were a lot of stuff going on that i was like you know what let me take a break i want some sort of like me time and that's when i started binge watching abbott elementary on disney plus yeah it's a really good show yeah i i I recommend it to everyone to watch. In sakto din, ang daming releases na Netflix that time. So, I watched Glass Onion and then Bullet Train as well. And then I, right now, I have The Menu on the agenda. Oh, it's good. The Menu is so good. We it watched is, is it, actually. Is it scary? Not really. It's kind of a thriller thing, but it's not scary. It has like okay. a... Have you watched um, Chris Evans' um what they call this the train what they call this um oh no i haven't snow <laughs> so no, parang ganun lang siya may society societal impact and shit like that oh okay so, so okay. it's not so really it's... scary okay that's no, no, good no. yeah 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 so oh my gosh so for me naman though for that same question um i don't know if this is healthy or what pero i usually do retail therapy <laughs> and i date myself Usually, I go nga, sabi ko nga earlier, I go to the shopping center and buy something that I've been wanting for ages now. And I also do a spa day like massages, facials, mani and pedi. However, on the days that I'm broke, like during the days that I need to save, kasi over budget na, I just stay at home and relax. Watch TV shows and movies, read books, and take a long ass shower with matching full body self-care routine. I also do baking and cooking since for me it relaxes and satisfies me. But what can I say? Food is comfort. So yeah, basically my self-care practice is to avoid getting stressed and just literally listening to myself with what I need at the moment and act on that. How about you, Tris? For me, I think it's really to have my mind clear. So I will book a session with a therapist to help me do that. And some other times, I read self-help books to understand what's leading me to a certain frustration. Like what's within me that I unconsciously know of that is un- that is causing me to be this frustrated. Also, working out also helps palano to have your mind to be over something else other than worry. And you guys, mag-recommend lang din ako ng Netflix. Nanonood ba kayong kay drama? Kasi merong palabas na <laughs> The Glory. Kasi parang naghiganti siya over her high school bullies. Ooh, so, ang ganda niya. So, yung parang second set 
of the season or season 2 is sa March na. So, I am looking forward to that. So, anyway, yun lang. <laughs> and yes, that's true. Speaking, since we're already, like, recommending TV shows, I just started, like, the first part of you season 4. So, it's nice. I really like it. So, very interesting ang character ni Penn Badgley dito. It's like, very interesting. Tapos na ang part 1, ang part 2 sa March na. So, yeah, would just like to share. <laughs> yeah, so, not gonna lie, this has been a very draining and confronting episode. I mean, during the script writing pa lang namin, nabur-burnout na agad kami. <laughs> but hey, sadly, this is the reality for us women. So yeah, just to shed a little rainbow on this Tomi episode, what is your advice to your fellow women and to those who recognize themselves as women out there who are experiencing burnout, especially those who feel unworthy and not enough, and to those who are self-punishing as well? Jim, what can you advise to these girlies out there? Grabe, advice agad. Charot. Pero, <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. But, I guess, find a root of the burnout and then adjust accordingly. Maybe you need to step away from the thing tiring you out. Maybe you need to change gears to ignite the passion again. And, of course, always prioritize yourself. Be selfish. It's okay to be selfish. Kanina pa ako nagsasabi ng selfish. Okay lang maging selfish, guys. We cannot give, 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 give all the time. True. Point na wala na matitira sa atin. So, ayun. Let's be selfish naman. Yeah. Taray nung change gears and ignite. Para kang driver lang. Vroom, vroom. Ang ano? Diba? Taray. Fast and furious yarn. True. Tara. Pagkatas ng bugs. Broom room. Bugs. Okay, anyway. That one unshaded circle does not mean you are not worthy to be here. Sometimes we tend to exaggerate the worry that we forget how to enjoy life. You know, like the burnout feels like you are there but you are not there. So, just what Jim mentioned, step back and determine why you are feeling burnout. But I understand naman na oftentimes, it's like, burnout na nga ako, tapos pag-iisipin mo pa ako. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, some sort of a booster for yourself. Like, go get that Starbucks coffee because you are in control, honey. You can do it. That's true. So, for me naman, just my two cents. Um... I can say na just always listen to your inner mad woman who makes you feel bad and so guilty and question them, like confront them. Like say na, why are you being horrible to us? And like, why are you being so mean to me? We should learn and work on how to ignore those inner thoughts that we have and approach those inner voices with kindness and compassion. But Jim, how the fuck can we do that? <laughs> well, we can do that by knowing and working towards closing the gap of who you really are as a person versus what the world expects you to be. But of course, no woman is an island, so it is important to surround yourself with supportive people and those who care for you. And make sure that those people are constructively giving you criticism if necessary. Not the kind when you feel like shit after being called out. 
as a quote-unquote, you know, human giver, make sure that you don't develop the full-scale human giver syndrome in which accepting care for yourself equates to self-punishment. Like, for example, for not allowing yourself to sleep because, let's say, you miss a deadline or you have a shitload of stuff to do. And always remember, girlies, rest is an action or method to smash the patriarchy and misogyny. Why? Because when we are exhausted, we cannot fight and think straight. So generally, we'll just be sucked into the system, which is dun-dun-dun, the patriarchy. <laughs> Although, I would just like to acknowledge that in some other cases, these things may be a luxury. Acknowledge ko lang din, unlike kay Miss Donalyn Bartolome dyan. Baka may issue. I know that some of the women out there are working extra hours beyond the normal to provide for their families and children due to economic circumstances. All I'm saying is, be kind and don't be hard on yourselves. And learn how to rest, rest, and rest. Find time to take a breather to be able to reset and go. Larga ulit, mga mami. So yes, we finally reached the end of our episode. So thank you, dear listeners, for sticking by us. Hope you learned something new today and hope this can be an eye-opener for you. So Jim and Tris, any final remarks? Parang nagamit na yung mind ko overall. True. Na-burnout na, na bitch. Na-burnout na yung mind ko. <laughs> Ako siguro, I would like to add with that Donalyn issue. Kasi parang ginawa niya is, bakit ka malungkot? Hindi ka malungkot. Kasi makaka-work ka ulit. Like, <laughs> like, parang, ano ba? Like, work, work, work na lang siya the whole life niya. Na parang, lahat na lang. Ay, ako, nainis talaga ako. Hindi, <laughs> parang ini-invalidate niya na yeah, yung sadness sure. mo, overworking. Alam ko yung buong statement niya is like, ako nga, matutuwa pa ako na may trabaho ako. Siguro sa mismong New Year, magtatrabaho ako. Eh, girl, like, not everyone is as privileged as you. Tapos pag sinabi mo sa kanya yun, nasabihin niya, na nanggaling din naman ako sa hirap, ganun-ganun. Like, <laughs> kainis, di ba? Sometimes I wish Donalyn Bartolome would just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Miss Donalyn, if you're listening, please shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh she's so annoying. Meron ba siyang ano sinabi ah? Parang sabi niya, oh, yeah, thing. Parang oh, 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 ah, Girl! Like, what kind of fucking <laughs> comment is that? Oh my god, like. I'm also kind of. Parang every day, nag-iisip siya ng ikalulumo ng <laughs> So, yeah, that's why we just wanted to acknowledge nga na not everyone can afford to rest. So, but yeah, still, like, you know, since this is like a collective thing that women experience, it's just find like even a little time to, you know, be kind to yourself. And yeah, ayun lang. Just to add then, ang funny nung may issue na yon. parang everyone sa Facebook, nababurn out na rin kay Miss Donalyn. Na parang, girl, di ka pa ba tapos? <laughs> parang ganun sinasabi nila. So, very funny lang. Anyway. Tanggalan ng, pla- tanggalin ng, ano, tanggalan ng platform yan. Nakakainis. <laughs> True. That, next start na siya sa nakakaibay. Tapos bilang, eh. <laughs> Uy, tandaan yun, <laughs> nag-perform siya sa school natin dati. Yeah, I know. Diba? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. True, true, true. Kailan? 
Foundation Week. Oh, she performed, and then we all went to her, and then we asked for a photo. One of our best friends has a photo. CJ Navato. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of our best friends, one of our friends has a photo with her. It was super funny. She was like super small, and she was wearing shorts in a Catholic school. Yeah, True. so it was like you know, you know, like men are in Catholic school, and para never see the nakita ng babaeng nakashorts. I know, Donalyn Bartolome, we still support you in a way, but we have a connection with you somehow. <laughs> Maybe we support you in a somehow feminist lens on how people perceive you because of your petite body, but it only limits to that, Miss Donalyn. <laughs> we still need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, we still need you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. So anyway, <laughs> thank oh you God, again <laughs> for listening to this episode. Medyo ano, biglaan yung rant namin kay Donalyn, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you have any thoughts or inquiries, and if you even just want to rant after listening... Please don't hesitate to message us on Instagram at the J Trio Podcast. We are there all the time. Again, Happy Women's Month, you beautiful souls out there. Always remember the best way to celebrate this month is to fill yourselves with love, kindness, and compassion. Until next time, and talk to you soon. Bye! Happy Women's Month. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Please don't forget to rate us on Spotify. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Happy Women's Month. That's it for this episode of the J Trio Podcast. Our show is produced by the three of us, Jem, Jim, and Tris. If you love this episode, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Instagram at the J Trio Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will talk to you soon. Ciao.